Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for brunch, where there's always an open table, a hot cup of coffee, and endless running fun to keep you moving and grooving. So lace up those shoes, put a smile on your face, and let's love some miles. We're going to kick it off with our handy dandy stretches. You love them, you know them, you don't always do them, but that's going to change today. So let's go ahead and start it off right with calf raises in three, two, and one. Standing up tall, hands on those hips, bringing those heels up off the ground, up on those tippy tippy toes. Give those calves a little extra stretch, a little extra squeeze, bring them back down. We're gonna do that a couple more times. Again, if you don't feel the stretch in your calves, you probably aren't lifting those heels up tall enough, so let's bring them sky high. Closer to the sky, closer to the dreams. Let's go with that today. We're gonna switch it on into our butt kicks in three, two, and one. Again, you can keep your uh, hands on your hips. Sometimes you can even put them in a running position. We're gonna bring those heels up to those glutes. If you can actually kick your own glutes, great. If you can't, that's okay. Bring them as high as you can. Starting off on the slower side and then going ahead and working on that foot turnover. So. We work on our cadences all throughout this run. Gonna switch it up into high knees. Remember, you can do these fast, you can do these slow, you can do them not at all. In three, two, and one, these high knees, you can put your hands out in front of you and drive those knees up, up towards them, kind of like a running in place. If that does not feel good, you can also do them low and slow, bringing your right leg up, taking your hands, putting it on your knee, giving a little squeeze, bringing it back down, repeating on your left side. Again, always remembering that these are about stretching the muscles, not getting you all fired up and feeling fatigued right out of the gate. And last but certainly not least, we're gonna go into walking lunges in three, two, and one. Gonna bring your right leg forward. Gonna go ahead and lunge it out. I almost said squat it out. You can see where my brain goes. I'm trying to get off the squats, people. It's, it's my own version of therapy. So we're gonna keep walking lunges, taking your left leg, lunging, and switching it on all the way through. If you are feeling like it's really hard to get up out of the lunge, maybe try not going down too far. Again, focusing on meeting your body where it's at today before we get into our walk, which it's time. Ding, ding, ding. Let's get into our warm up walk in three, two, one. Coach Christine, why didn't I include squats? My brain obviously is going there today. Well, squats are your jam, my friends. But just like we talk about bucket list where it gets to expand our horizon, because that's what we're going to be talking about today, you chose to expand your horizons a little bit with the dynamic movement. So you went out of that comfort zone, went to other things that you normally maybe don't, don't do as often as you do your squats. Dang, that was a really good spin on that. I like your strategy, my friend. I, I do too. I think I was pretty good <laughs> <me> too. <laughs> so. Anyway, friends, we are so excited to have you here. I I know that actually it sounds trite. Can we really have this much excitement every time that we record because we get to chat with you? We get to hear from you all in the community page. The answer is yes. There is not one time that we have sat down to get in front of the mic knowing that we are going to be able to share your miles together and not have joy in our hearts. Like even when maybe there's a lot of stress or other things going on, by the time we get rolling, we are just absolutely so stoked. It's like a good comfy hug with great friends. Who couldn't love that? So we are excited and we decided that inspired a bit from our mega mix, huge two hour plus workout that we were going to expand on that a little bit and kind of explore bucket lists. So we have a graphic that went on the newsletter and we can't wait for you to share some of your top three bucket list items with us. But we're going to chit chat a little bit about some running and non running bucket lists for today's endurance blocks. We're going to have two longer endurance blocks, a little bit of pace changes in between for you to do some surges or up tempo or bring it back down into walk, whatever you need. 
I love how so many of you too have commented within the Facebook group and tagged us on Instagram as well, that you guys are actually following these workouts and testing yourselves. And I just want to take a moment and say bravo, first of all, but I really do love it because it's one of those things you put out workouts, you put out these different things and you wonder, okay, how many people are following the exact prescribed workout, but also seeing how many of you guys are making it your own and taking that little bit of extra oomph from our energy and the workouts, but making sure that you're meeting yourself halfway. So really hats off to every single one of you. And if you're like, girl, you're crazy. I'm not using any of it. That's okay too. We're still happy you're here. Absolutely. Whether you're folding a load of laundry because it feels like that's all I'm doing nowadays is laundry and then more laundry, (laughs) or if you're out for a walk or a run or listening in your car, we're excited to have you here. But friends, in about 15 seconds, we're going to roll into our very first endurance block of today's run where we get to talk a little bit more about running related bucket lists because, you know, that's how we roll around here. So let's go nice and tall and proud in three, two, and one. Let's rock it. Let's roll it. Let's make it a beautifully clean and strong 25 minute endurance block. All right, right out of the gate, we should say that yet again, we have wanted to ask each other these questions that we're going to go back and forth about each other's bucket list. And we refused to talk about it until we were right here and now so that it could be natural, our actual reactions of each other. So let's get, let's get to it, coach. I want to know what's on your bucket list. What have you done running related? What do you want to do running related? Um, And then we're going to be sharing some that you guys posted in the community page and also sharing some ideas from scouring the internet in preparation of this run for you all. All right. Well, hold on. Hold your espresso because I feel like you, you are way way more energized. I love it. But let's bring it back for a second for anybody who doesn't know what a bucket list is. You, yeah, that you, would be helpful. That would be you, helpful. You love <laughs> your definitions. You love Googling. So a bucket list is a list of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to have or accomplish during their lifetime. Oftentimes it's an itemized list and they want to accomplish it before they quote unquote kick the bucket or are no longer on this side of the grass as we're going to to call it because that's always a, a better way of saying it. And I think that's why a lot of people have negative connotations with bucket lists because they equate bucket lists with the end of their time here on earth. I like to phrase it in my way of just kind of like New Year's resolutions we talk about and the New Year intentions. Like this is how I want to live my life. I don't look at it as a ticking time clock. I use it as a way to help steer how I want to spend my life. What about you? Oh, I look at it completely as it is. We have a finite amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. I feel this incredible sense of urgency in my life with, we have such a small time, whether we have a hundred years on this earth or um, unfortunately, regrettably, you have much less than that. Whatever the case that may be, we really have very small time to go after those things. And the reason why I feel this way is because once upon a time, when I surrounded myself with people who maybe didn't have that same connotation, they were the people who I called like they looked at their bucket list as almost, and I'm sorry, this is going to be very offensive right out of the gate. So I apologize, but I always equated it to like, I don't want travel porn. Like, I don't want to talk about what we're going to maybe one day do. I want to actually I didn't know where go you're going with it. that. <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm going to keep it PG from that on. Um, I'm just simply saying, I don't want to wish about it. I don't want to fantasize about it. I want to make it a reality. And I remember it was actually my 30th birthday sitting around, and I'm sure I've mentioned this story before, sitting around the particular couples groups that I was with at that time. And I thought, I can't do this. This can't be it. This cannot be my life. I can't go to work, come home, watch repeat of friends, because that was really popular at that time, then meet up once a week with this group of people where we just sit around and fantasize about what we want to do in life. Like I felt like this incredible urgency, like we just don't know when we're going to have something like also happen with my father having his stroke where it's his life drastically changed overnight. So I don't have a negative connotation of it. I have, I think what I would consider a healthy, realistic glass is not half full or half empty. I just want to make sure that I drink the tastiest glass of water, however much you are willing to give me. And like, I really enjoy it to its fullest. I'm even talking with my hands here. I'm going to hit the <laughs> mic. 
<laughs> but you know what? I the way that you say that, I think is a very realistic way of approaching it. And it takes out, like you said, that negative connotation. The, basically, our whole rant for this first couple of minutes is don't look at this as a negative. Look at it as empowering and exciting. And with that, all right. So again, we are the queens of lots of questions a lot of time. So we're going to keep this first portion of running related. I'm going to turn it for you and I'm going to make you answer first. What's on your running bucket list because you've done a lot so i'm i'm interested to see what's actually on your running list what have i what is not on my bucket list i mean like Ooh. literally what's not uh i we're gonna ask first what's on it oh goodness well friends i want to do the beta breakers race if there's ever a race that when i think of the race organizers were like, hmm, what would Christine like? This may be it. So it's a just a 12K, which will drive Coach Shelby absolutely nuts. So that they didn't <laughs> they decided to do such an odd number. Um, it's in San Francisco, Bay to the breakers. And participants will wear lavish, over-the-top, weird costumes. Some of it may be um, maybe no clothing at all. A lot of fun, a lot of stranger danger aids stations, a lot of cheering. I think there's actually not that much running involved <laughs> because you're just having fun with it. So the beta breakers is definitely on my list. Um, plus I love San Francisco. I've never heard of that, but I'm really excited. You can guarantee that's going to be in the blog post because I need to know more information about this oh, now. Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell you clothing is not optional for me. Well, we'll talk about the fact that, yes, that was on my bucket list to do a clothing optional race. So, but let's go back to you. Cause again, I could talk about, I don't want to, I don't want to steal all of our endurance block time. So tell (laughs) me what's, what's something that's on your list. Okay. So I'm actually going to be crossing one of these off. So can I do that one yet? Or should I save that? Cause I feel like this right out of the gate is. It's one of mine. No, you tell me. I, I don't, I, okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to curate your list, girl. You do you. <laughs> so one of the things that was on my running bucket list that I will be crossing off this year is a Disney race because Yay. I've never done one. So now I get to, so that's going to be crossed off. Um, New York was on my bucket list, which I'm going to be doing this year. So that's another one that we crossing off. Wait, don't try and, to like, no, wait, 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 don't try to just build that in. Like, we're not going to talk about it. So oh, yeah, we're just going to cross them off. So you are? Yes. I'm so excited to hear you say that. Okay. So we've got Coach Shelby's doing her Disney race, which by the way, when you do look up bucket list type races, Disney races are on the top of the list. Um, so How that's a big be? one for a lot of bucket list pe- for people. So Disney race, NYC. Now tell me You've told me before, but let's tell friends again who maybe don't know. Why is NYC so near and dear to your heart? Why that uh, one of all the majors? I honestly don't remember where it started. I think like so many others, I just saw it at this this mecca race, this beacon of awesomeness. Um, and I do have family ties to New York. My grandparents uh, came from there before coming to Florida and there's a long history with that but I think the biggest thing with New York is I always had been astonished with it when I was younger and going there for the first time it was just the hustle the bustle vastly different from where I live and I do love that it's just so many cultures in the same place and actually in my quote-unquote younger years as I fix my glasses very distinguished like (laughs) um I wanted to go to college there I wanted to go and study fashion there so in a weird way I feel like it's a big culmination of a lot of different mini goals I had in my life that changed so it's just I don't know it's New York like there's okay. how many songs there about New York? I, that's that's totally fair. That was what for me. There was no specific reason, except that I saw an image of the Verrazano Bridge and a bajillion people running over it, and I thought I have to make that happen. And that was very similar to the Seven Mile Bridge in um, South Florida and the Keys, where I had I saw the image and I had to make it happen. Like how do I run this race? And at that time, when I wanted to make that happen on my bucket list. They did not have a race for it. The only way you could run it 
in a traditional organized race was to do a Ragnar. So that led me to putting out a call and one friend and 22 strangers later, I was captaining two full teams. So 24 runners, four vans, four full-time drivers. And we all met like the day before the race in person. It was, it was mind blowing, but I was able to cross that off my bucket list. You actually, one of these years, we'll have to do the seven mile bridge run together. So you can have the full experience and not in the middle of the night with all the strangers. You just get to do it in the early morning with me. I'll hop up on coffee. That sounds perfect. I did actually end up doing it during the day because I did this, uh, the alligator alley at nighttime um, portion of that race. So it was a daytime, but by that time I was so sick because captaining that big of a team, there was all sorts of logistics. I had little sleep leading up to that entire weekend and very little sleep during Ragnar. So it was probably not the most enjoyable seven mile bridge for me, but still was able to cross it off. We'll we'll make that happen. Do you have like a big, hairy, scary running goal on your bucket list that you are willing to share with us? That's interesting. I guess I don't look at any of them as big, hairy or scary. Um, to be honest, it's not like, really your personality, I guess, to like look at Harry scary. Like yeah. you're just like, let's do it. Yeah, I don't think I look at them as any of them as Harry or scary. Like there are things that I'm intrigued by, but they don't they don't necessarily call to me. Like I, I'm fascinated with bad water. I would love to crew somebody doing bad water, but I have no desire to actually run bad water. Um, or I, I think ultras are probably on my bucket list, but I haven't thought of anything beyond that. I don't know what distance I'd want to do. I don't know which specific race I'd want to do. I just don't think I'm at that season of life to put it on the bucket list just yet. So it's kind of, it's, it's in the weights. It's waiting. Um, I, I mean, there's tons of races I still want to do. I want to do a lot more in Europe, like Athens marathon, um, Northern lights, marathon, marathon de Madoc. There's so many in those ways where it's like wine stops, also costumed run. There's a theme Run, costume, and stranger danger aid stations, and Christine's going to want to do it. It's on the bucket list. So let's just cross all those off officially. I feel like your life is a bucket list. Like, you just, everything is on there, and it's a matter of how much you can do. But you made an interesting comment. I want to reel back for a second. You said, it's not on my bucket list yet. So do you not do your bucket list of everything? Do you compartmentalize, like, what goes on your bucket list? I do. I do. Yeah. Oh. I rank it in terms of importance for me to make it happen. And um, like, what do I want to spend my time and focus on? So which I think this is also why it's so exciting for me to talk about this topic right this very instant is because I'm starting to near the end of my original bucket list. So while I still have tons more that I want to do, the goals that I had set, the accomplishments, those achievements, those things, those experiences are starting to kind of wrap up. I've been able to cross them off. So I need to kind of refresh it, look at what is actually feasible within the next decade or so. Oh, okay. See, I I approach it very differently. My bucket list is just one big hodgepodge thrown all together and let's see if any of it comes true. (laughs) I think for me, it's because I want it to be, um, are are you familiar with the term, the living document? It's sometimes used in the corporate world. Yeah, vaguely. Basically, it means that it should be a living and breathing document that's constantly being edited. And actually, I was talking to a really near and dear friend who is also an athlete of mine who also was an accountability partner of mine. And she said that I remember when she came across a friend of her, she's like, I met somebody who is your sister. You guys just don't know this, but she's definitely a sister from another mister. And the way that she phrased it is that her bucket list is a living document because I had explained the same thing about mine. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly right. That's what it is. And a living document is something that you like constantly come back to, you revisit, you edit it accordingly in terms of I've been there, done that, or this no longer calls to me versus it just being something that's kind of a wish list. So for me, that's the reason why I've always made it more of something that I actually visit often and approach in that way. Which in all honesty, I, when we were kind of, when you threw out this idea and we were marinating on it, I realized that I do have to do that. I have to update it as I've grown and as I've, I've everything. But I do have one really big, scary, hairy goal that I'm not ready 
to phase out of my list at the okay. moment. Do you want to share this it? Is, I'll share it because I've shared it before um, in other places. And before I do, I would like to preface this with in no way, shape, or form, and I even close to this, but it's something that eventually I really would like to but I would love to get an Olympic trials qualifier. Not go to the Olympics because I, I don't feel like that's my, uh, my life path, but I wanna get a qualifier to be at the race and run the race where they choose the team for the Olympics. For the marathon or the half? I would love to do the marathon, but I would settle for the half. Okay. As long as I could get there and qualify to run and I have so many questions so have you looked at the times have you looked up like the window have you decided that this is something that you'd want to work on in like five years um or is it realistically also because I don't believe the Olympic trial qualifiers are like aged like Boston qualifiers so whether you're 20 or you're 40 you still have to meet the same qualifying time Correct. So Age is, is not a factor. Okay. As far as your qualifying time. Uh, last qualifying time was, and I say this very lightly, easier. Um, this Olympic trial qualifier time, I don't know what this year's is off the top of my head, um, or next year's, I should say, but it was more aggressive in an effort to lessen the field, but it is not looking like that. It looks like there are going to be a great number of women that are going to be towing the line. But it's in like the 230 territory for the marathon. So why? Because <laughs> honestly, like that's like half marathon time for most majority of runners out there. Right. And that's why I preface it like I am not there, please. Um, I fell in love with the energy when I watched it. And I think as far as American distance running as a whole, I've really just, I love watching it. I love experiencing it. And even though that's really different than actually doing it, I was really inspired by how many everyday people that aren't the elites, don't have sponsorships, don't have all this extra help and what they were accomplishing. And I put this on my list knowing full well that the chances of me doing it could be very, 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 very slim. But it's something that still excites me. And so that's why I decided to put it on. Okay. So do you think that there's a time where you could see yourself actually saying, this is my time to start working toward that? Yes. And I think it probably wouldn't be until, I mean, obviously after this marathon cycle or this uh, Olympic cycle, I would probably say this is going to be more of like a 10 year goal. This okay. is something as I get older, um, obviously my child gets older <laughs> and I have more time to dedicate to my soul training it would be more of a realistic. And that's why this is kind of one of those to where I put it on there so it's always there glaring back at me, but I haven't set a finite time in which I have to accomplish it. And given American distance running specifically for the women, you're seeing women that are typically aged out of their prime doing amazing things. Kira D'Amato in her 40s, and she had the American record. That's huge. And so it's all of those type of women and runners that are speaking to me and saying, like, it doesn't matter if I'm 40 when I'm doing this. And granted, I don't have the same natural talents or genetic build. And I'm very well aware of that. But it's something, again, going back to what you said, like, if I weren't to try, I think I would always wonder. And if I get a training cycle in and I'm like, okay, yeah, Shelby, you got to be a little bit more realistic. I'd be okay with it. But why couldn't I shoot for that? 
Oh, I agree. You should shoot for it. I just don't think you should put it off so far, <laughs> to be honest. Me. I think yeah. I think maybe moving it up in terms of if this is something that calls to you where like you get starry eyed talking about it, it's very it's coming across. Um, I can hear it. I can see it. I'm sure people can as they're rolling through their run. Friends, you guys are doing absolutely awesome. We're almost 20 minutes in, about five more minutes here, and we barely just a scratch the tip of the iceberg of the bucket list items. But if you feel it and it causes that kind of butterfly or that tingly excitement reaction, then I would say just not putting it off quite so long. Because the entire purpose for me with the bucket list is like our time is finite and you never know. Like we never, ever know what could potentially happen that would make it even more difficult of that to be a possibility down the road. Not just age, like I'm not even thinking about that, just life experiences could, could change that possibility. And that's a good point. I actually really need to add it to my mirror so it always is staring back at me. But I feel like I've stolen a lot of the thunder from this endurance block. And I don't want to leave you like no time to talk more about your because I, I mean, again, you've already done so much. You were, you're about to close in your six stars. You've, I hope. I hope you've <laughs> done a naked. I'm putting it out there. You're about to close out your six stars. Don't harsh the universe mellow here, kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I still have a little bit of, of trigger shy kind of on that whole thing with the world falling apart and closing down uh, last time that I was coming up on it. But I mean, at least I'm doing everything within my capabilities of making it happen at this point. So yes, I I have done quite a bit. Yes, I have run without clothes. Um, I've knocked out quite a bit of the things that I've desired to do in terms of races, fun races, um, different challenges in terms of like back-to-back half marathons. I have yet to do back-to-back marathons um, because that puts me in that ultra territory that I would need to to look at. So that's probably something that after the six star would be something that I would seriously consider starting to look at for my bucket list for this next round, for this next iteration of my next 10 years. That's what I was about to ask is after you close out the six stars, do you think that's when your rejuvenation of your running bucket list will happen? Because it's you don't have something hanging out there still. Yeah, that is actually the case, because what I can tell you is that a lot of my decisions on what I won't do that I've always been intrigued to do has happened of that I can't afford to get injured during this quest of the six Um, world marathon majors are so hard to get into once you get into them and you lock in a place you kind of have to uh, pretty much i I, I, maybe making it sound a little bit too dramatic but move heaven and earth to make it happen so like tough mutter um something that kira in our group kira uh, richardson is in our time for brunch community page and she's knocked it off of her list that's totally on my list i just have not done it because every friend that I have that has done it has ended up with an injury that has plagued them a bit beyond um, their next training cycle. And since I've, I've staggered my training cycles to be kind of every other, I don't want to have something that would set me back quite that far behind because like I have a friend who broke a clavicle. Um, I have another friend who like hurt their femur, like they actually broke their femur. So these are just really se- severe injuries in my mind that would hurt my training. But that's definitely on my list. And there's a couple more here that I see that folks have done um, or that want to do. So I want to share them real quick. We have Vicky, who's done an inflatable run. You know that that's definitely up my alley, but I love that she tackled that one because it helped her get over her fear of heights, which I too have an incredible fear of heights. So I can totally resonate with that. Um, Kira, again, who's done a tough mutter. She's done the Jimmy Fund Boston Marathon walk. She's got a couple of things that she's knocking off her bucket list in the next year or so. Um, Also with doing a Disney race. So I think that's super exciting. Shannon has, she wants to do a few Disney races as well. Not surprising. We love ourselves some run Disney. So we're going to have a lot of folks that have that. But you know what she added to her list that I love? She wants snow I was going to say, you can't glaze. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. Snow lashes. Is that like when you have lashes when you're running in snow? Yes. 
And I was oh, like, okay. Well, I didn't know that, if it was like context. Yeah, rules. that's it. But it's such a whimsical, but also such a really strong photo. Whenever I've seen people who take photos of these snow lashes, it what comes to my mind is endurance and resiliency and grittiness. And I'm assuming that that is part of what's playing into why she wants that. I don't know. I'm, I shouldn't speak for her, but I will say that I absolutely love that. She also wants to Boston qualify, to which I have no doubt is in her future. Um, then we have a few people who have no bucket list and I'm like, why, <laughs> why seriously tell us, um, a few people who want to do the dopey challenge, which we're kind of talking list. about, we're talking about as well. Yeah. And I have to laugh. I got to interrupt you for one yeah. moment. Cause you were talking about the tough mutter. This is, she's telling you guys all of the horrific injuries that people had just yesterday. She messages me and asks me if I want to do one. So the fact that you did that and then you're saying all this, I'm like, you really, you just like, you screwed well, your sail right Well, there. because the hopes that I will be able to cross off the six world marathon majors here in the um, short time, I'm hoping that that will open me up for Tough Mudder within the next year, which I would be super stoked for because I, I love functional fitness. I love the idea of training with rucks. Um, I love the idea of like really some hardcore crossfitting, like CrossFit style type training. So I am really excited about that possibility. I've just had to put that in the back burner because again, I, I didn't want to hurt myself. But friends, this is your time where you can choose to maybe um, pop it up a notch or maybe you wanted to be a little bit more cautious and not hurt yourself. So we have a two minute tempo change, pull it back into a walk or have a little spiciness in three, two, and one. As you can tell, I've had a lot of caffeine, so I'm probably taking it up a notch, but <laughs> but I'm not telling you guys that you have to do that. You can walk it out if you'd like instead. I like how you mentioned, because a couple people in our community did say that they don't have bucket lists. And I want to I wanna unpack one um, that Marion S. shared. She goes that she tries to be content, and she didn't really know if that was why or, or anything. And I do love to, to think about that, because I don't view bucket lists as not being content. Um, she did share a non-running one, which we'll, we'll go into in our next segment, but I, I would love for people to look at the bucket list kind of like a wish list and then take Christine's approach of saying, okay, well, how am I going to do this? Where am I going to go with it? And making it not just an idea and a wish, but those actionable items. Because I, I definitely am going to take that to heart after you said that. Oh, good. I really, that makes me happy. And I hope that anybody who's rolling through here also kind of does have that process. And a lot of it comes into mind. Maybe that's just how I'm preset. Maybe it's because of, again, seeing my dad have a stroke, seeing my mom um, to ALS quite literally, where one of the, her favorite things to do was to dance. And she loved walking. We could walk for for ages and it was such an enjoyment for her and then lose those capabilities. So it goes back to, and it's not my quote, but it's just a quote that goes through my head a lot where there will come a day we can no longer do this, but today is not that day. So when I look at my bucket list, when I look at any of my running endeavors, it's today is not that day. I can really attack it. I can really approach it. I can really train for it today because we are so blessed to be alive and have the gift of movement. So friends with that, let's take that blessing of being able to move our bodies into our next endurance block in three, two, and one. And let's go into it, friends. We're also going to have a blog about this, as you can tell, because we literally did not scratch. I mean, there's not even, not even so like much. one little, there's so many great bucket list items that we want to um, throw your way, friends, so that maybe you add it to your list of things to do. But let's get into non-running because I think that's always a lot of fun too and says a lot about the person. Uh, well, I have to laugh. You're like, this is how I'm programmed. I'm like, Christine, is that your factory settings? Like, we don't have to reset you to factory <laughs> settings. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep you in demo mode. I think I think so. I think these are factory settings. So let's not or yeah, I think so. I think I'm programmed that way. Maybe there have been a few software updates along the way, um, <laughs> but they've only enhanced what was absolutely naturally awesome anyway. So let's talk about the next awesomeness. What's on your bucket list that doesn't have running related? That's hard sometimes for us runners. See, as funny as it is, I feel like my non-running bucket list 
has taken over a little bit. Okay, go. Let's and go, girl. I'm ready. This is gonna make your heart so happy. Okay. When I say this, because this is something that I've tinkered with for a few years, and you've actually given me the confidence to put it on my bucket list. But I want to write a book. Oh, girl. I mean, I knew you were going to say that the minute you started putting it out there. Because yes, you should. Absolutely. I really want to write a book. I have a few different book ideas, some running related, some non-running related. But I I think I want to be a published author. Okay. So let's make it happen. I know. I just minutes a day. Yeah. You just write something that goes for this book and... By the end of the year, you have a full manuscript that you can send off to publishers. And and then, you know, while you're at that, just building up the fact that some people may love it. Some people may not love it, the publishers, but you'll find that publisher who loves it and is willing to invest their time and energy and money behind it. So let's make that happen for sure. I, I really would like to. I, uh, I have no idea even where to start. I've never had that much uh, confidence in my writing. You've definitely helped bolster my fangirlness and made me feel like I am a good writer. So I would really, that's definitely on my non-run running. You're a great writer. You absolutely are. You really, 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 really are. So I really think that is something that you really need to, um, we'll talk about it in the gold digger (laughs) workshop, my friend, but neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so then what else do you have on your list? Cause that's a great one right out of the gate. I do want to share because we did have somebody in the group talk about something non-running related that I found fascinating, which they've crossed off. And it is Leslie, um, who she want, she wanted to become a traditions facilitator. She said that was the biggest one on her list and congratulations to her. I believe that she was able to attain this really big bucket list item that she's been working really hard for. Um, just last year. So congratulations, friend. I don't really know 100% what it means, except that it has something to do with Disney. And I believe it has to do with like their development and trainers. Um, And it's a really high honor to have that particular designation. So from a professional standpoint, having bucket list, I think is also really important. Yeah, and that I'm going to loop back to what we had said about Marion, how she had some non-running ones. She wants to own waterfront property, which I think is a really cool a cool goal to have. Mm-hmm. And visiting Norway, which is the place of her husband's birth. Oh. So I think those are two really actionable bucket list items. I love it. I love it. You know what I also loved? We had Ellie. Oh, she's... Ellie, so sweet. She wrote long and happy marriage with a check next to it. I love that so much. Um, Not running related, even though she has some great running related runs as well, friends. But I think that was super, super awesome. Along with warm home where friends and family always feel welcome. Uh, That's absolutely incredible. And her master's degree. So congratulations, Ellie, for making those bucket list items happen and checking them off your list as well. Right? All right, Christine, you've stalled long enough. I want to know what is on your non-running bucket list. Ooh, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> you just sounded like a little kid, like opening socks on Christmas. Ooh, my uh, biggest like, so one. <laughs> talk about big and scary. Um, this is probably my biggest and scariest one, which is very weird. It's not professional at all. Mine are all about like zestful living, um, but it is to be in a carnival samba parade not like actually on the outskirts like going and watching it is actually being part of a samba school because that's what the parades are all made up of is samba schools um, which would mean that I would have to learn the choreography via like online because clearly I can't go live in Rio de Janeiro well who knows maybe I could live in Rio de Janeiro for some time but I want to actually be in a samba parade so one of those extensions one of the things that I wanted to do that was similar to that was that I wanted to be in the Coney Island Mermaid Parade which is a tradition in Coney Island every year that kind of harkens the um, start of summer and it's a bunch of people who 
get to have floats or they have samba schools as well or different groups of people who come together to be in the mermaid parade Um, and you kind of you do samba your way down through it so I was able to cross that off my list and that was kind of a little taste of what I would want to experience for the carnival samba parade and it just uh, I fell madly in love like I could do this every day dance inside of a parade makes me just absolutely joyful so have you like YouTubed how oh, to yeah. do the dance? Yeah. So, well, there's different ones according to the according to the school. So I've looked into the Samba uh, school. Um, it's expensive. So that's why it's taken a back burner to my running goals because my running goals and my running wish list and my bucket list has been uh, such a central focus of mine. Um, but that's on it. And I'm a lifelong learner. Pictures? Do we have pictures uh, of the mermaid, mermaid parade? parade? Oh yeah, I have so many pictures of the mermaid parade. And I was Will fully closed, so I can totally share them, yes. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm putting that, I'm writing it down now. Mermaid pics of Christine. Oh my gosh, so much fun. It was quite literally one of the most fun weekends I have ever had in my entire life. It was so and what was funny was I was just sitting around watching like CBS Sunday morning um, show and I think I was eating a scone actually ironically since our gut we had a guest recently talk about scones I was having a scone with my coffee and just relaxing watching CBS and then they talked about this mermaid parade and I'm like wait I can be a mermaid and like dance in a parade how do I make this happen so it took a few years but that actually did was exciting so I, I can't wait to make the samba one happen um but Along those lines, I am a lifelong learner, so I do, I could see myself investing time back in maybe a master's degree like Ellie or a doctorate um, or a Juris doctorate. I, I have so many loves when it comes to education that I could see myself wanting to potentially have more training. Um What's kept me away from doing that again is that financial investment and would it have a good ROI in terms of payoff or would it just be something that I do because I love it? So that's that's kind of one of those more practical bucket list things that I have to consider. It's so funny how you want school, you crave school, and I'm like, eh, pass. <laughs> I, like, I, I love finding our differences. I could, I could... I love learning. I think that daily I try to consume some kind of information that's new to me or that kind of expands my horizon a little bit. So I could quite literally, if there was like any kind of like a, a pass to be able to go to school for the rest of my life and just like invest in it where it wouldn't be that expensive, I would do it. It's just the a professional student. It's, it's called the internet. <laughs> I love learning. I just don't love traditional schooling. I think that's a big a big thing. I just, I, the traditional schooling has never spoken your jam. to me. Yeah. No. I could see that. I could see where that would be a thing. And again, because of the internet, it doesn't have to be something. Um, I want to learn My more about what's showing. I want, I want to learn more about your non-running bucket list, but I do want to share Caitlin has quite a few awesome things on her running bucket list, but she has one from her husband that she decided to share that helps her correspond with what her running goals, which that's a match made in heaven. When you can have a significant other that has a big goal that you can attach your running goals to, her husband has a bucket list to see a soccer game on every continent, which means that she's looking at doing a race on every continent. So I can't wait to make that happen, Caitlin. That's a twofold. I wonder if I could do that with my husband in fishing. Probably could. Yes. I guarantee if you tell him, hey, hon, how about you go fish on every continent? And he'll be like, yes, let's make that happen. You're done. That's <laughs> yeah, <it>. basically. <laughs> so that's that's the loophole. Caitlin, I like your style. She's a smart cookie. There's no doubt about it. So what's next on your non-running bucket list? Oh. <sighs> so hard because I feel like so much is up in the air right now to where I'm really most of my non running bucket list goals have to do with professionally and getting X amount of downloads and all of the stuff wrapped into time for brunch. Mm-hmm. I feel so you it's on that. really yeah. hard to even start to have too many outside running goals because I feel like our business is my bucket list goal right now. Like it's all consuming. So even trying to think of the actionable items, it's like, well, this goes with that and this goes with this and trying to break it out of time for brunch when 
I guess maybe that's the answer within the answer is my bucket list goal is time for brunch. Yeah, I'm so with you on this because there's so many things and you know, because we have our our inspiration and our future ideas channels where we post all the things that we want to do. And I think those may be some of the most heavily visited um, channels in our communication, our internal communication, where there's so many things that we want to do, so many things we're so excited about. And I mean, even our current one that we're knocking out of things that we wanted to do when we first started and we uh, talked about what's our, our iterations, where do we go with this and our training group, which I cannot tell you all who are rolling through here. I know Shelby, you and I are absolutely loving it. We're loving the connections that people have with it. We are loving um, the private podcasts that we get to record are so much fun. I even, I mean, I love the round table discussions. I love seeing people chit chat about common workouts that they have on their schedules and kind of how they feel um, and the memes that they share. So I think that that <laughs> one's super exciting. So Time for Brunch is really big and there's so many within that. Like I, I still want to make that retreat thing happen. Um, and as you can tell, I have a love for travel. So there's so much travel. And if there's a way to incorporate Time for Brunch with travel, I would love to do that as well. So there's no doubt that's that's a big one for both of us, I think. Well, and it's really interesting because you're talking about the the PMP, the pedals, medals, and PRs training group. It's really filling my cup. Like not only from a physical standpoint, as we're like doing the workouts that we're prescribing and we're we're talking with everybody, but just the community, the extra community aspect. I've really been enjoying. And as funny as it is, it's something I dreamed about many, many years ago. I mean, I'm talking probably 15 years ago when before Instagram, before all the social media and actually was inspired by Weight Watchers, funny enough, and how they had a community portion of their page where people could post and talk and be everything. I'm like, God, wouldn't that be cool to have that as a career and be able to really help people, not from a weight loss aspect, but just like the buddy system and Mm -hmm. fulfilling your goals and everything. And I kind of had that aha moment the other night when I was doing a comment in the group. I'm like, holy crow. I'm like, this is what what I thought of. (laughs) And it, it was mind blowing to think of younger Shelby having that random thought, not knowing how it was going to come to fruition or really ever giving it much of a second thought after it and realizing that that's what's been created in my life. That's so exciting and so fulfilling. That's why another reason why I love bucket list because it adds so much, like you said, it fills your cup in so many different ways. That is super cool. But like you said, like the retreat and the workshops that we're doing and everything we're building, that's my bucket list. Like we both talked about probably ad nauseum about how we are doing everything to succeed. Even you saying that the uh, first long run of the year, it was like 20 hours just for that one episode and putting our heart and soul into it. That's, that's where we're at is just constantly thinking of the new things, constantly thinking of, okay, what are we going to do next? Looking ahead on the calendar to, okay, what holidays are coming up? What are we going to do? And that's a lot of our, what is it? Foresight. I, it's like every aspect. I wouldn't even say it's foresight. It's it's our planning. It's our, I think we probably wake up with thinking about uh, time for brunch. We go to sleep thinking of time for brunch. Maybe a little bit in between. We think about coffee or a whole lot in between. We think about coffee because it, it fuels it, of course. But yeah, it's just, it's so exciting because it, it really is seeing so many different iterations and seeing um, that it can really help in change and fuel people towards living their best lives as well. So I think that's, that's a big one for sure. That's what shaped me wanting to write a book, but don't in all honesty. See, I love that. And I think that that's what it is. It's, um, I don't want anybody to have secret regrets. I don't want anyone getting towards the end and having a secret regret because they thought it was too audacious or they thought it was too scary or they thought it was, um, out of the realm of possibility. You don't have to actually achieve it. Like, that's fine if you don't achieve it, but I don't want you regretting that you didn't 
approach it, that you didn't try, that you didn't actually. And I think failure actually can be a very beautiful thing. If you think that shoe fees doesn't take off, you should see one of the other hashtags that I tried to take that I was hoping would take off. (laughs) Talk about it. It was um, fabulous failure Friday. And I was like, why are we not talking about how fabulous failures are? Because failures mean that we're actually really trying something new. We're trying to live out of our comfort zone. We're trying to to make something happen that may not happen. And that is so much beauty can be seen within failures. But we have, if bucket list has a negative connotation, failure is like the worst. Nobody wants to talk about it at all. No one wants to talk about Bruno. Nobody wants to talk about Bruno, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We're making that happen. I think we're going to have to bring that back because I happen to love it. I think it takes a lot of power back from the word failure. There was actually somebody... I don't even remember where I read it, but it, every day their dad asked them, yes. what did you fail out today? It was a TED talk. And if, uh-huh. Yeah. And if you didn't have something, that was failure. Like if you didn't have a failure to talk about, well, you kind of failed the assignment. Yes. Like there's a song, I understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have, we're going to, um, for you guys that are curious about that specific TED talk or TEDx conversation. Super powerful. I absolutely love that one. We'll link it as well uh, in the blog. This is going to probably be a a multi-part blog as we're done here. But let's get back to bucket list items that folks might want to add to their list because maybe they don't want, they don't wake up thinking about time for brunch. So I think also what we need to take into account is that bucket list sounds expensive and it doesn't always have to be. So there have been some local things that I have found. And I think we talked about it. You said you want to have kind of like a little mini adventure monthly. I did something similar here. There's an ultimate Orlando bucket list and it's 101 things to do in Orlando, Florida that isn't always Disney related. So I printed it up maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago before the pandemic. And it was my goal to try to knock off all the things on this list. I didn't make it 100% through the list, but I would say I knocked off talk about fabulous failure Friday. I knocked off maybe about 80%. And then the other portions that I didn't were ones that just really didn't interest me, to be honest. But (laughs) they're really small. Like one of them was riding the swan paddle boats in Lake Eola. Another one is like visiting Lou Gardens. So it's not like you have to have super expensive over the top bucket list items. It's, I guarantee you've got some kind of treasure in your backyard that you've never gone to. And you keep saying, I sure wish that I would go to insert here, this park, this museum, this, whatever, when I have more time, well, friends, time is literally finite. You're not going to, it's not, you're not going to one day wake up and have an extra four hours in your day. You have to make it happen. So if there is something in your backyard, that you've been wanting to explore and it doesn't cost a lot of money, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to challenge you guys to add it to your schedule for the next few weeks. Um, Maybe even make it happen by the end of January so you can cross it off in the first month of the year. I have two fun ones that I have crossed or that one I've crossed off one I haven't. So it's super funny, but you know how you go to a restaurant and they pack up your leftovers? One of my life goals (laughs) was to have my leftovers in a, a, a swan shape, like a little swan Aww. to go. And it did happen, totally unpreempted. I didn't know, but it was a restaurant we had went to um, when we took our baby moon and they did my leftovers in Aww. a swan. That a is swan. so sweet. That is super sweet. Like I'm schmitzing over Like it was the coolest freaking thing ever. I was so excited and I was pregnant. So I was hormonal on top of it. And my my husband did not, did not understand, but it was like the best thing ever. I wanted to keep it forever, but obviously, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would have to have at least disposed of the food. Maybe you had to have a little, little surgery there on that swan so you could have kept the the aluminum foil, but probably not the food spoils. Um, But that's so cute. See, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be big. It can be something that just brings you extra joy. Now, let's get back to traveling though, because that brings me a lot of joy. I do have a bucket list where I would like to... um, I love hiking as well. So there's a lot on my hiking bucket list, but I do want to see the seven wonders of the new world and the seven wonders of the natural world. Both of those are on my bucket list. A couple of them have been crossed off, but there's so much to do that I haven't been able to cross them all off. I didn't know that 
there was two different ones. There's so again, three. check the blog because I'm going to unpack that. There's three because there's the ancient world, which doesn't really count anymore because um, I think there's only one that still exists from the ancient world. And then there's the new world and then the natural world. And the natural world's incredible. It's like the Great Barrier Reef, Machu Picchu, which is definitely on my list. Um, let me see what's on wow. that one too. Grand Canyon, which is phenomenal. And so many exciting things. Mount Everest. So I love, see, that's another one. You kind of have to, what is great about bucket list is you have to decide what is it that you're intrigued by? What do you love that you have no interest in actually doing? So I love watching rock climbing. I could seriously watch rock climbing documentaries all day long. And I think I've watched every single one that's been put out into the world. But I actually have no desire to rock climb. Not, I mean, I would rock climb in a gym, but I have no desire to actually go out there and like free climb or go to Mount Everest. I'm okay with not making those things happen, but I'm still intrigued about learning about them. What about skydiving? Skydiving is not on my list. No. I have zero desire to do it. I did do a hot air balloon ride. It was on my list. Um, Lots of fun, actually, because, again, I have a fear of heights. I enjoyed that a lot. Landing was a little weird. We ended up landing in the middle of the Tropicana manufacturing plant. That was weird. But uh, why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not? It smelled good. Yeah, it, it's it smelled pulpy. I won't say it necessarily smelled good. It was weird, but it was it was fun. It was definitely a good experience. So, yeah, I mean, I want to do a helicopter thing, thing, but not scuba dive. Cool. I mean, not skydive. Scuba dive. Scuba the closest dive, I thing I've gotten to skydiving is paragliding. Uh, when I was in middle school, we went paragliding off the Teton Mountain Range in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It was gorgeous. It was so spur of the moment. We didn't tell my mom till after we were done. Um, and then my dad had me call her and said, guess what? I just did. <laughs> so oh my gosh. That was, that I have pictures of that somewhere. So I'll try to amazing. find. Yeah, please do. That would be awesome. Well, friends, let's see here. We have about 23 minutes in, just two minutes to go, where we have another opportunity for you guys to bump it up just a little bit for a pace shift. This time we're going to have a whole 180 seconds or three minutes, however you want to look at it. But it's just, I'm going to say that you definitely put a little bit of pedal to the metal and shift up on that pace because on the other side, we have a five minute walking cool down and then we are all done. So you are almost there. Um, So any other non running things that you have? Non-brunch related things. <laughs> I want to see a bald eagle out in the wild. Wow. You know, you set your bucket list a lot on chance because like, what, how do you make that happen? <laughs> like you just have, I like, have that no to be fortuitous. Like you're at the right place, right time. And there's like three bald eagles that actually are still alive that are not extinct, not at a zoo. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm really going for gold there. I feel like I'm going to have to go to Alaska, which I actually would love to go to Alaska. Um, not like tourist Alaska, though, like real Alaska, uh, partially because there is a show on PBS Kids called Molly of Denali. Aww. And it just it's, it's so cool. Like, I love this show. Um, but I yeah, I mean, I just want to see a bald eagle. Interesting. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. That's I think because it's rare. Yeah. It just seems like, I don't know. I want to see the Northern Lights. Like, that's absolutely something, I which is also it. something you have to kind of, you have to plan and then hope that fortune, <laughs> like, smiles upon you. But still, that's definitely on the list. Um, I also want to do a rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. So that is a hike mm-hmm. where you start on the sor- south or northern rim and you hike to the very bottom and then across the way and then back up. Um, there's people who do rim to rim to rim where they'll go south to north, then back again or vice versa. Uh, there's also a lot of ultras for that. I would rather do it as a hike. So that's definitely on my list. I'm, it's funny, like talking about this, I've actually done a lot of really cool things in my life, like the paragliding. I've that's gone white water rafting. Crazy. Yeah, that's amazing as well. And I've sat on the front. They call it riding the bull. Ooh. And again, I, it was the same trip. And they were like, who wants to do it? And middle school me was like, I do, I do. And I rode the bull. So friends, this is your chance to ride the bull. (laughs) Take life by the horns and go for it. Three minutes here. Put that extra pep in your step. You've got it in three, two, 
and one, as we learn a little bit more about adventurous Shelby, who's hiding under there. She's being all shy, not telling us about all this information. It's all the things you kind of forget about because Mm -hmm. it was so long ago. And again, middle school Shelby didn't know fear the same as adult Shelby. So I've talked about it before on other episodes where I'm trying to kind of capture that again. So stay tuned. That happens to a lot of us as we get older. We have more of a, I mean, life has happened. We've been able to see things and we start to see how precious life can be. So we're less apt to take risk and chances as when we're younger. Um, But I mean, calculated risks are always good to do, especially if it calls to you. So basically you're saying what I have to put on my bucket list is take food from a stranger on a race. I mean, (laughs) if it calls to you. Again, that's what's so beautiful about this. Like this and um, our big audacious goals, our go big or go home episode. It's it's whatever calls to you. Like for some people, like for example, Brian, who he loves the double agent life. He loves the, he has his two goals you know, finish the race and don't die. And that's all that really matters to him on doing these really big endurance challenges. But for others that may not call to them, they would rather spend their time and energy and focus on maybe doing less races, but getting faster and qualifying for Boston or whatever the case may be. So it's really about what calls to you in your heart. So no, if if taking stranger danger aid stations isn't your thing, then you don't do it, my friend. I'm not putting that on my bucket list. And before anybody in the Facebook group tags me, no, a porta potty is not going on my list. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw this out there. There's a possibility that the porta potty will happen to you regardless of whether or not it's on your list. Like there will be that day at a race where you have the option of either pooping your pants or using the porta potty. Just going to poop. I'm going to poop in my pants. <laughs> just saying. I would probably poop my pants. Okay. I will try to hold it long enough. Well, friends, please don't poop your pants because you only have 45 more seconds to go here before you take it into our cool down. <laughs> oh, this is great running talk, isn't it, guys? I mean, it's it, 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 poop happens on runs, unfortunately, all the time. Hopefully it's not it happening does. for you guys. So that means you're feeling well. Um, oh, my goodness. Also, my starchy liquid comment and your reaction to my starchy liquid comment about my favorite fueling for this training cycle will always be etched in my memory that I <laughs> am likely not going to get sponsored anytime soon. <laughs> That's all right. I did buy a waffle just because of you. Oh, they're so yummy. Friends, you've got this. You're bringing it down in five, four, three, two, and one. Let's walk it out. All right, nice and easy, pull back that pace and pat yourself on the back. Maybe make some mental notes of things that may have called to you or not called to you along the way that you wanna fill in that graphic with and and share with others. And bonus points, if you're willing to share one that actually really does scare the pants off of you, like that you secretly want it. Cause I think Coach Shelby, you are very brave in sharing the two really big, audacious, scary goals that you have, which is making me reconsider that maybe I need to figure out something that scares me a little bit more. Um, Because I think that's absolutely awesome. So, and I think it's good to put it out there into the world because it says, hey, I believe in this enough to where I'm willing to put it out there. So we would love to see you guys share those on social and tag, of course, hashtag TF brunch um, as you're rocking and rolling on through here. So coach, we did talk about it. We've talked about it a bit more, but clearly with our big bucket list, we also have our first workshop of well, all history for brunch specifically, um, but for the year coming up, which is the gold digger workshop. So we'll discuss a little bit more about how to take some of these big audacious goals and actually creating strategic roadmap to making them happen. So if you guys are at all interested, we have a couple of seats left. You are more than welcome to join us. One of the awesome things about it is that if you can't join live during that time, you'll receive your materials the week of. You're welcome to reach out with any questions you may have. We'll make sure to answer them during the virtual workshop, and then it will be recorded and email to you for you to download as many times as you want for all of perpetuity. Even if you just need a little extra inspiration or pep in your step, 
when you're approaching your big audacious goals. Well, and it's funny when I was talking about wanting to write a book, that's actually what I've been envisioning as we've been working on the workshop and building the materials and the criterias and everything. And that's why I feel like it's a good point out. Like, you don't have to have a big audacious running goal in order to join the workshop. Mm -hmm. It can be that you want to ask for a raise, you want to write a book and different things of that. And it's all about breaking it into those actionable items. And while I say that I have no idea how I'll write a book and become a published author, I have an idea. And it's just organizing that into an actionable plan that I'm going to have Coach Christine look over. Yes. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) I already have an idea of the actionable plan. So we just have to we just have to noodle on it a little bit off the mic um, so that friends aren't necessarily bored. But maybe they'll even see a little bit of that happen during the virtual workshop because seeing it in action always helps as well. So friends, if you do have some big audacious goals, please do join on in and know that also, which is always like, like you always get it as a bonus is the fact that you will have us here cheerleading you along. And sometimes you need that more than anything else. Sometimes you have the strategy already, but you need somebody who is in your corner that isn't a naysayer. And now while we have just about less than 90 seconds left in this cool down walk, I want to throw that out there. Look at your circle, friends. You heard me talk at the very beginning of this as to my bucket list and how I want to approach it. And I knew very early on at that specific evening out that my circle was not the group of people that were going to support and motivate and encourage and push me forward. They were very happy living their lives complacently the way that it was where we'd work, we'd come home, we'd watch friends, and then we'd get together once a week and hang out. So look at your circle. If they're not motivating you, if they're not encouraging you, if they're not pushing you to level up and to take those big audacious chances, and if they're not supporting you when you do inevitably fail and helping to encourage you to get back at it, then it's time to join the brunch community page because that's where you'll find your people. Everybody there is positive, uplifting, and we're always there to help support you along. With that said, coach, again, we'll have a really big mega blog post about this, maybe even a two-parter. So you guys can see that in our in our episode notes, we're going to wrap it on up. Thank you guys for joining along. Absolutely great work. Give yourself a big high five. Make sure you rehydrate and refuel with your brunch-tastic favorites, even if that's maybe a strip waffle or a liquid starch. (laughs) (laughs) While you recover and reset for your next run, we'd appreciate if you take the time to subscribe and rate Time for Brunch on Spotify or Apple. If you're new here, we love having you along. We'd love to see you join in on our group community page. Come on in. The water's just fine. Share those graphics, friends, on your social media page and tag us and also use the hashtag TFBrunch. Don't forget to check out our Quick Bites edition. It's a light movement focused episode, 20 to 30 minutes in length that comes out on Wednesday. And then next Saturday, we're going to have a very special guest. And I think you guys are going to absolutely love her. So see you again when it's time for brunch, where we're going to be serving up more miles with a side of smiles. <laughs>